Hi, everybody. Um, before we get started today, this is Elsie Lewis. Um, I write and perform the podcast. Um, I wanted to talk for a second about the podcast itself, like legitimately, just for a second. I, I get that this stuff gets boring. The, the girls will be along in a minute. Um, but today, this is the last episode of, of this series anyway on, on Marion Keys. And I just I wanted to take a second to just kind of talk about what the, the podcast meant kind of for me. Um, it was something that I decided to do like last year. Um, I'd been coming out of a super stressful time. It doesn't really matter why, but yeah, it was a big deal. And I kept hearing myself like giving it loads with the poor me stories. Like, oh, if I'd had a chance to do the things I really wanted to do, I'd be so much happier. Oh, why me? Why? <laughs> and um, I was listening to a podcast. It was actually, it was the Blind Boy podcast. Um, and he, he was answering a question um, where he mentioned that like, if you wanted to do something creative or if you felt that like what you the path that you were on didn't suit you and oh if only you could change like you could save up money and decide not to do your job anymore or take some time out from your job and just do it and see what happens and like that's that's a really simple thing (laughs) and it's appalling that I needed to hear somebody say it to actually think about it as an option but that's what I did I um saved up some money when the the situation at, at home had resolved itself I um uh, arranged for a, a career break from work had this podcast scripted up along with some other kind of projects I wanted to do um, and I was ready to go and then proceeded to have the biggest mental breakdown you ever saw in your whole goddamn life it was crazy <laughs> so bad like there's, no, there's nothing to really say about it other than um, the HSC and and folks in casualty really know what they're doing but um, I stabilised after a month or two and um, got myself together enough to record this and put it out um, and that's kind of just why I wanted to take a second to like just say thanks like the fact that so many people having engaged with it you guys have all listened you've told your mates you continue to listen you follow on um, the various social media platforms it's it's really really cool you know like I, I didn't think that I'd be able to do this and like didn't know if I'd have anything to show for this time that I've taken off um but now I do I have this thing that I've made and not only that you guys have all listened to it and that's like I'm just so so grateful it's it's major the uh, the girls will be along now <laughs> the girls who live in my head and um also before we do because we're going to be talking about grown-ups today if you haven't read it and um, i like read it it's class and you know if you haven't left a review on amazon or wherever it is you bought it like what are you even doing like <laughs> I, I joke I, I kid i kid but like it's a, it's a nice thing to do it keeps people up in the charts and all that kind of stuff and you know marion keys has been so sound about this whole podcast situation um yeah do it do it for her don't do it for me if you do want to do anything for me, I mean, you could go on to, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever and rate this, but you don't have to do that. That's not what this is. But um, no, just again, thank you so, so much. I'm really, really grateful. Um, so yeah, here's here's the last episode of, of this series. Anyway. Like, I'm not being bad or nothing, but she is well boring, isn't she? Elsie. Yeah, like, she means well, but... Yeah. Oh my god, you guys don't be so mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, like, we have to do a lot of heavy lifting now to get the mood up, don't we? No, we don't, Chloe. We don't. That's you being mean. You know, you're just hyper now because the show started differently to how it usually does. That's a good point, actually. Katie, why is there no music? You're always going on about how you have to go, like, sort out the track for a new show. Like, it's just a bunch of loops, Katie. It's not that big a deal. Okay, first off, it's a really big bunch of loops okay and second since this is the last episode for this year i thought we should like i don't know like see what people 
liked like listening to what's the point in me just like coming up with new stuff every week you are so lazy and like this isn't a, a call-in show or anything Katie how would we find out what people like I know that smart arse Jesus but like the whole idea was to have like a theme tune, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But you guys kept shitting on everything I did, so now we have six different tunes for the six episodes we've done so far. It is less than ideal. Less than ideal is one way to put it. So, like, we need to figure out what worked and what didn't, so that we can have I don't know, like a proper theme tune, like we talked about to begin with. Yeah. So salty, Katie. So salty. But actually, like, this is the last episode, though. <gasps> Do you think they'll have us back to do this again next semester? Oh my god, we could do like another author. No more Marion. <laughs> well, like we've done that, you know. And like, there's there's so much more out there. Oh, <gasps> M. Actual G. We could do like even classic novels by female authors, like like you know Pride and Prejudice. Or now, technically, Madame Bovary is not by a female author, but I would I would consider it to fall under the the remit of chiclet. Isn't uh, that book famously uh, a sexy? Well, I mean, isn't that a big part of what we're what we're talking about? Sing it, sister. <laughs> well, like, no, I don't want to get all lewd or anything, but you know, I don't know. Getting together to like talk about which scenes are sexiest in these last few books, you know, it's just been, I don't know. Sersha, are you having a sexual awakening? Get the holy water. Do Protestants use holy water? Chloe, for the last time, I am not Protestant. <gasps> My goodness, Sersha, such hate speech. Are we showing some sectarian leanings right now? This is this is a bit dicey now, lads. I, th- that's, I mean, I was just saying, Sersha, I love you, even though you are Protestant. Okay, no I am above this. I am not going to engage. There's a joke in here about protesting being protestant but i'm too lazy to work out what it is you know you've used that there's a joke in here line a few times this week i feel like we should have like a limit on how often we get to use fallback lines for you know for the sake of creativity i am a hack though is the issue oh here dude if you're a hack then i'm jeff bezos the amazon bloke Clina, that don't make no sense. Chloe, like, open yourself up to a new experience, dude. Like, let's see how freeform jazz we can get this before someone, like, pulls the plug. <laughs> but Sasha wants to talk about sexy stuff. That is a good point. I kind of want to see where that leads us. I, like, no, no. I mean, I'm not some sort of, I don't know, sex pervert. <laughs> Sex pervert. She showed no signs of sex pervertry, Your Honor. We, we have no idea. I'm fine with this. I'm not engaging. But um, actually, you know, I'm just I'm looking at the time here. And um, Sarah, you're you're super quiet. We, we need to we need to just get this out of the way. OK. Um, oh, God. OK, this is embarrassing. Um, OK. Uh, so we were talking about what happened last week. Um outside of the show uh we, we were talking about it um and um also w- when we were talking about that it also came up you know we were talking about what happened earlier in the series when i crammed my entire foot in my mouth talking to chloe about rachel's holiday holiday <laughs> rachel's holiday and um we sort of um it, it came up that i um um judgmental which um stings kind of sarah we all have negative aspects to our psyche right that have to coexist with the positive parts of our psyche the shadow self is just something that has to be accepted that's the only true path to self-actualization and self-acceptance 
What? Like, like, what? Katie, I have been trying to tell you about this all week. There are at least three songs about this on the new BGS album. Open yourself up to a new experience. They have songs about Carl Jung, the psychiatrist. No, they don't have songs about Carl Jung, the psychiatrist. That'd be weird. They have songs about the principles of Carl Jung's research. Duh. Why did you say duh so weird Katie, there? don't avoid the point here. Don't avoid the point. You're saying, you're saying that K-pop can't be about psychiatric principles. And why not? Why can't it be about psychiatric principles? Why? Why are you trying to censor these people? She's got you there, hey, K. Dude, you just want to make jokes to get out of talking about the thing. And you're just having to go at me so that you don't have to talk about BTS. And why don't you want to talk about BTS, Katie? What is it that you're so afraid of? Are you afraid you'd like it? Is that what I'm not going to like it, dude. It's all you've been talking about for the last two weeks solid. I mean, if you try to answer one more question with one of the two Korean phrases you know, I swear to God, I'm going to go absolutely fucking spare. All right. All right, Katie. Gwen Chana. Gwen Chana. Why? Like, why? Why? Why do you do this? Could we please just talk about not a Korean boy band for two minutes. We were having a real conversation there. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, okay. Um, shit, I really thought the BTS tangent would take us off this, but okay. Um, yeah, it turns out that I'm super judgmental and we have to talk about it because otherwise we wouldn't have talked about it. That doesn't make any sense. Um, like... We, we weren't saying that you're like crazy judgmental and like leaving it there or anything like that. I mean, that would just be mean, you know, we just we wanted to we wanted to know like sort of why you were like dropping these labels for people out on air. You know, it just didn't make sense. We wanted to make sure that everything was OK with you and with us all together, you know, like why was it important to say that Chloe's from Cabra says so she must know someone who's been on drugs or that Cleanest family situation is something, you know, that we can just talk about on air, you know? Yeah, I know. And like, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why, to be honest. And I mean, that's, that's okay, I guess. Like, I mean, I don't want to be judgmental. Like, I didn't think I was being judgmental is the thing, you know? I thought that the show had to be like, like... Oh, I don't know. Like when we were talking, you said that it was like you felt, I don't know, responsible or something for like how the show did and stuff. And like, I don't really get that because like we're all in on this. Yeah, me too. Like, why wouldn't you just like get us to do some of the stuff if it's that big a deal, like that you're responsible for everything? Katie does the music like... Yeah, and you have a go about it, like, every Chloe, week. dude, you literally just said it's just a bunch of loops, and why was I going on about it like it was important? And, I mean, that's the original use of literally that Katie just used. I mean, that's that's how much you said that, Chloe. Thanks, Oxford. Not engaging. Not engaging. Uh, I thought we were talking about Sarah and not me. So, Sarah, you felt responsible, is it? Okay. Now, according to your... <laughs> like, I know it's stupid. I, I sort of thought, like... I don't know, since you guys are all, like, you all, like, have a thing to say, if that makes sense. No, but please continue. <laughs> like, no, like, Chloe, you're different to Katie, and then both of you are different to Sersha, and then you three are different to Kleena. And then I'm just, like, I don't know, here, which which is fine, you know, but I thought, like... I don't know, like I needed to make sure that you guys were all 
mm, I don't know. Like I had to show what your personalities were. Like that was my job. That's that's all I can do. <laughs> like like I don't know why, but like that really pisses me off. Like it's not it's not exactly fun, Clay. But like you're looking for sympathy just because you're scared to be yourself. Like like why is that my problem? You chose to be like the leader person that directs the conversation. You're the one that decided that Chloe lives on the set of Transpotting and that I'm Lana Del Rey for some reason. No? And like, it's just because you're afraid that you don't have your own personality. Like, like that's messed up, Sarah. It is. You can't treat people like that just because you're afraid. Yeah. No, like, 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 it's grand to be yourself. Like, is what I mean I think like you're you're like you're a nice person Sarah you know like when we're not in here you're a really nice person you know that's why I told you that stuff about my family why I trusted you to begin with but like I don't know when we're in here like it's like I don't know we embarrass you or something no well then like why do you have to be the one like directing how we are like can we not just decide what to say on our own and and you decide what you want to say on your own you know we all just come in here and be people no like we do we we want you here sarah like you like not mean secret outer lady like i am really sorry about that like i i thought it was i thought it was the right thing to do you know yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but, like, I, I guess I understand where you're coming from. Like, I can appreciate that it must be real intimidating to be around someone with eyebrow game this strong. I mean, how have we not talked about how I am just killing it right now did you get them microbladed or, or what what did you do they do look amazing how would i get them microbladed where would i get the money for that Sarah? <laughs> jesus christ no it's the nyx kit i'm just i'm just very 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 talented oh my god can we please talk about books now can we can we can we talk about the book now it's been what time 14 minutes 14 minutes of of chloe talking about eyebrows and k-pop and i don't know how much more <laughs> i can give over um yeah okay um so <clears throat> like, like we were saying uh, today today is our last episode I really do think that we should like try do this again next semester or like even put it out on our own oh my god do you think we could do that it might not be that hard actually like there are apps that are like easy to use to like put stuff up online right like recordings and all that and there's no like issues with like licensing or anything like that they didn't license anything here at the college right the copyrights or anything yeah, like no, that yeah no no I don't think so and like plus we don't have anything major that's part of the show that they could say we own like we don't we don't even have a theme tune <laughs> Yeah, Katie, what about that? <laughs> Seriously, though, girls, the wheel's turning in my head right now, for real. Hamster must be knackered. What? Hey! <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so for, for our last episode with the radio station, anyway, um, this semester, we all read Grown Ups, the latest novel by Marion Keys. Um, I think it's still number one on the bestseller list, right? Why are you looking at me for? How would I know? Oh, yeah, you've been just, like, watching V-Lives all week, haven't you? It was Yoongi's birthday. What else was I supposed to do? <laughs> you guys are on like a first name basis already. <laughs> you call your best friends by their first name, Sarah. I mean, 
there's just no argument with that. That is that is very very true. The the resolution on his birthday live was was really good, wasn't it? Oh my god, like it was genuinely like he was staring into my soul when he was reading them comments on the screen. I swear, like, and it makes sense that my soul would be like jaw droppingly gorgeous. Maybe he was. He uh, he opens his mouth sometimes when he uh, when he reads the comments that come up on screen. Yeah, we we gathered that. We much. shouldn't be gathering anything about some broadcast of some guy on his birthday for people like Chloe. I, oh my God, this is terrifying. You'd love him, Katie. He's just as deep and moody as you are. Is that, is that supposed to be a compliment? I think so. Yeah. Why not? Okay, so between having emotional meetings of minds right here and wishing um, Min Shuga the uh, happiest of birthdays. Sangal Chuka Habnida. Oh my god. Sangal Chuka Habnida. Sangal Chuka Habnida. All of that in just, in just two weeks. He learned the whole song. Ian, we, we might need to have an intervention. I genuinely had no idea that Chloe had this obsessive side. I am in love, okay? It's not an obsession and you only have yourselves to blame. You especially, Sarah, you did this. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, anyway, we, we actually, we have to take a break right now because we've been talking about not marrying keys for, for nearly 20 minutes. But um, we'll be back shortly talking about... Some stuff that will definitely be Marion Keys books. So, like for real this time, genuinely. Um, stay tuned for what will be us being chicklet for life. Hi, Linda. Oh, hi, Karen. So I hear pre-drinks Olaby is going out of business after an unprovoked attack on their fledgling business last week. That's right. All outstanding orders from last Thursday onwards haven't been paid for, and the company's bikes have been repossessed by Bikes for Students, which doesn't really make sense considering it's a low-cost bike rental place. Do you think it's something to do with the late delivery to their office last week? We can only speculate at this point, Karen, but probably. Is it true the pre-drinks Olaby used the last of their capital to hire a debt collector to get as many of their outstanding customer bills paid? I think it's better if we don't answer that one, Karen, and let the public decide if they want to pay up in the meantime. Like a threat? Not like a threat. An implication, maybe. Did you steal that line from something else? Probably, Karen. Probably. Pre-drinks Olaby. Still not infringing on any copyrighted services. Avenge us. Avenge us like we're goddamn Iron Man. It was, um, weird. They're hardly going to, like, go after people for money, are they? Isn't it Derek Powers that set that up, though? Oh. Now he would get debt collectors after people. Like, this is the part where I'd usually say that we have to have manners and, like, not cause a libel suit for the station. But, like, we're done now anyway. So, you know what? Go for it, Chloe. <gasps> really? Like, do you think he's such an arsehole because his head is so very, very tiny? Oh my God, I never realised <laughs> that. Is. You know. Oh, this is a dispatch from Dr. Flannery. How, how can you tell? Your faith goes different when you're about to roll out something from the, uh, the Mama Saoirse vaults. Really? How so? It's, it's hard to describe, honestly, like, but it's genuinely like you're channeling her spirit. Like, you look so like her. It's terrifying. Yeah, you actually like look a little older and stuff. It's, it's weird, man. Um, okay, well, do you know what? That actually ties in a little bit with what I was going to say. And, you know, it is something that my mom came across in her training. But, you know, that's just, you know, good for me. So, ha. <laughs> All right, look at Savage Sirish. Oh, my God. That's, you know, it's not that savage. 
to be fair like not on a Chloe or Katie scale but for Saoirse that was that was pretty good no, like, that's a good point what I was going to say was judgment and, and being judgmental is a habit was the dramatic pause there really necessary yeah, like we should probably stop watching those period K dramas Saoirse they're messing with how we talk oh my god we could do an episode on the Empress Key maybe oh my god this competition just blew wide open dude you're derailing your own point oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, So judgment of other people, you know, it just allows for people to be judgmental of themselves as well. But like being judgmental means you think you're better than other people. Or does it just mean that you're in the practice of ranking people? So like if you're ranking everybody all the time, surely there will be people ahead of you and below you. And like you'll want to increase your own ranking because that's what everyone's worth is based on in that kind of system. Okay, but instead. So, yeah, like if you're ranking everybody, you're judging yourself against everybody else while you're judging them. But like instead, if you just go here, everyone's a person and who cares anyway, those stakes don't exist anymore. And your worth doesn't depend on whether other people are good or bad. You're all just people and you define yourself, you know, however you wish. It's it's interesting, you know, that that all judgment is tied in together. And if you stop being judgmental of other people, would you be less likely to be judgmental of yourself? Can I change my presidential vote from Katie to Sarsha? That is a personal attack and I take that very, very seriously. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out some sort of like primetime debate for you two to really duke it out over the issues. Oh, oh, can I be in charge of like badly airbrushed photos that I hang all in the same area so only the same people using that road are taking that bus now to vote for you? Because that, that'd be a really good job, I think. Biting satire there, Chloe. Wasn't it though? Uh, I was, I was joking. Um... Yeah, me too. So we're going to talk about this book, are we? Is this the blurb? I read it. They're a glamorous family, the Casey's. Uh, Johnny Casey, his two brothers, Ed and Liam, their beautiful, talented wives and all their kids spend a lot of time together. Birthday parties, anniversary celebrations, weekends away, and they're a happy family. Johnny's wife, Jessie, who has the most money, insists on it. Under the surface, though, conditions are murkier. While some people clash, other people like each other far too much. Everything stays under control until Ed's wife, Cara, gets concussion and can't keep her thoughts to herself. One careless remark at Johnny's birthday party with the entire family present starts Cara spilling all their secrets. In the subsequent unravelling, every one of the adults find themselves wondering if it's time, finally, to grow up. I didn't expect to, like, relate to a bunch of people in their 40s quite so much, you know? Yeah, Amy in the break was about that age, though. Yeah, but like she was going through a really tough time. Like that was kind of easier to get into or something just because like of the situation. But like people in this book, their issues were more like hidden or something. Yeah, like it was sort of like more about how these people didn't seem to be equipped to be grown ups in, in the first place. Yeah, like it's like they just sort of got older. They just arrived at that age, you know. Dude, how else is a person supposed to grow up? Jesus. No, like, you know what I mean. Like, don't your, like, folks seem to have it together, like? Well, like, if you equate having it together to the amount of complaining they do, then, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, that's interesting, though. Like, I, I thought the same. Like, how do these folks match up to the grown-ups, like, that we know and stuff? And, like, is this book and kind of what it goes into, like, a window into... The fact that our folks don't really know what's going on. Ah, Jesus, Sarah, don't let my ma hear you say that. (laughs) 
okay fair enough but um another thing like we've got a bunch of characters here so like i thought maybe we could talk about each family like each set of marriages i guess um, and kind of what resonated with us for all of them um what do you guys think just to make sure that we don't kind of miss yeah that's a good call like we could end up making this way more complicated than usual if we just yeah went for it and started babbling Uh, babbling more anyway (laughs) well like should we should we start with an excerpt i guess um you know that introduces all the family members that the 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 one on the website yeah yeah yeah, exactly um clina what do you think you want to do the honors oh yeah sure sure um Okay. Um, Johnny Casey launched into a fit of energetic coughing, a bit of bread down the wrong way. But the chat around the long dinner table carried on. Lovely. He could die here, literally die, on his 49th birthday, and would his brothers, their spouses, his own wife, Jessie, or any of the children even notice? Jessie was his best hope, but she was off in the kitchen regging the next elaborate course. He could only hope he survived to eat it. A sip of water didn't help. Tears were streaming down his face and finally Ed, his younger brother, asked, You okay there? Manfully, Johnny waved away his concern. Bread. Down the wrong way. Thought for a minute you were choking, Ferdia said. Well, why didn't you say something, you useless tool? 22 years of age and more concerned with Syrian refugees than your stepfather expiring. That'd be a shame, Johnny croaked, to die on my birthday. You wouldn't have died, Ferdia said. One of us would have tried the Heimlich manoeuvre. Somebody would have needed to notice I was dying first. You know what happened recently, Ed said, Mr. Heimlich, the man who invented the Heimlich manoeuvre. Finally, at the age of 87, he got to do it on someone for real. And it worked. He saved a person. This is from Liam, the youngest of the Casey brothers, right down the end of the table. Be a bit mortifying if he did it and the person snuffed it. Liam tended to bring the snark to any situation, Johnny reflected. Look at him there, lounging back in his seat with a curlous grace that made Johnny's tea ditch. At 41 years of age, Liam was still propelling himself through life, only using his good looks and swagger. The cut of him with his surfy hair, half the buttons open on his crumpled shirt. Like Mr. Segway, Ferdia said. Invented the Segway, said they were totally safe, then died on one. In fairness, Ed said, his only claim was that you'd never fall over on one. So what happened? Johnny, despite his resentment at the lot of them, was interested. He accidentally drove one off a cliff. Oh God. Nell, Liam's wife, dissolved into giggles. Started believing his own publicity. You know, they were a bit safe, so he got fooled into thinking they were bulletproof. Got high in his own supply, Ferdia said. You'd know about that. Liam threw his nephew a dark look. Ferdia glared back in return. So the feud between those two was on again. What was it this time? He'd asked Jessie. She kept tabs on the various KSC alliances and grudges. It gave her life. Where was she, anyway? Right, here she came. Carrying a tray full of, by the looks of things, sorbets. Palate cleansers, she said. Lemon and vodka. What about us? Bridie piped up. She was 12 years of age and operated like a union rep for the five youngest cousins. She policed their rights with vigilance. We can't possibly have vodka. We're far too young. On it, Jessie said. Course she was, Johnny thought. Fair play to her. Never dropped a ball. Just lemon for you guys. Sometimes Johnny didn't know how Jessie did it. Even though Bridie was his firstborn, there were times when he found her insufferable. Bridie issued stern instructions to the younger kids that if their sorbets tasted in any way funny, they must desist from eating them with immediate effect. She actually said those words, desist and with immediate effect. It was at times like these that Johnny Casey wondered at the wisdom of sending children to expensive schools. They created monsters. Jessie resumed her spot at the head of the table. Everyone okay, she asked. Cheerful noises of a scent rose because... That was how things were old in Jessie's world. 
But when the hubbub quietened down, Ed's wife, Cara, said, I have to say it, I'm bored out my skull. Good-humoured chartles followed and someone murmured, You're gas. I'm not joking. Several heads jerked up from their sarbays. All conversation ceased. I mean, sarbays, Cara asked. How many more courses do we have to sit through? Couldn't we just have had a pizza? Okay, Cara had one or two issues, to put it mildly. But she was a sweetheart, one of the nicest people he'd ever met. Johnny's gaze went to Ed. It was his job to keep his wife under control. If that wasn't a very sexist thought, and yes, he admitted it was. But Ed looked stupefied with confusion. What the hell, he asked. Jesse, I'm sorry. Jesse was dumb with shock. Trying to pull things back to normal, Johnny adopted a light-hearted tone. Ah, come on now, Cara, after all the work Jesse's done. But she did nothing. The caterers did it. What caterers? Several vices asked. She always has these things catered. Jessie would never use caterers. Cooking was her thing. Up and down the table, the mood was of scandalised commotion. How much have you had to drink? Ed asked Cara. Nothing, she said. Because I had that bang on the head. Ed finished her sentence and his relief was audible. She got a bang on the head earlier. A sign fell off a shop and hit her. That's not what happened. We thought she was okay. You wanted me to be okay, Cara said. I knew I wasn't. You should go to A&E. Jessie was struggling to recalibrate to her default personality of nurturing and bossy. You're obviously concussed. Go this very moment. Why are you even here? Because Ed needs Johnny to loan him the money, Cara said. Right on cue, Jessie asked, What money? From the other bank account, Cara said. Then, Oh God, I wasn't meant to say that. What bank account? Jessie asked. What loan? Cara, the hospital, right now. Ed stood up. Johnny? Jesse locked eyes with him. He knew the drill. She'd say no more here, but there'd be hell to pay later. However, he still had something in his arsenal. Jesse? What caterers? Unexpectedly, Ferdia glared at Johnny. Angrily, he said, You're really doing this to her. I'm entitled to know. Ferdia paused. His tone towards his stepfather had many layers. You? You're entitled to nothing. In Johnny's stomach, dread slithered like eels. Everyone else was still watching Jesse. Did Superwoman really use carers? We shouldn't be exposed to this, Bridie said in an undertone. We're children. It's inappropriate. Pinned by the collective gaze, Jesse's eyes flicked back and forth. She looked panicked. Yes, okay, yes. She sounded exasperated. Sometimes. So what? And that was the day my childhood ended, Bridie murmured. How did you know? Liam asked Cara. I used to do Jesse's accounts, Cara said. A hefty payment to the cookbook cafe popped up every time we had another one of these endless dinners. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. I have five children between seven and twenty-two, Jessie cried. I run a business. There are only so many hours in the day. And Johnny, you're never here. And Cara stood up. I better go to the hospital, she said, before I fall out with every one of you. Come on, Ed. Hey, Cara, do you really like my new hair? Eighteen-year-old Saoirse interrupted. Oh, sweetie, don't, Cara said. You know I love you. That means it's bad. That fringe makes your face look like the moon. And it did make her face look like the moon. Carol was spot on. All the same, you can't say that to a teenage girl. At Saoirse's devastated expression, Carol looked sick with remorse. I'm so sorry, Saoirse, but it'll grow back. Come on, Ed. Before you go, Liam's eyes were narrowed. Did you really think that massage I gave you was... What was the word you used? Dreamy. No, I hated it. Forget being a masseur. You're terrible. Hey, 
Nell jumped up to defend her husband. He's doing his best. Why are you bigging him up? Kara asked. Suddenly, Liam was energised. He smelt blood. Why wouldn't she back me up? Tell us, Kara. Come on, tell us. No, Kara. Nell's voice was sharp. Tell me, Liam ordered. Don't, Nell said. Kara, it'll come back on you too. Tell me. Liam's tone was urgent. Then, because Kara was concussed, confused, and long past caring, she told him everything. So, before we start with the whole getting into the family tree and all, are we going to talk about how your man feared you was right up your street, Katie? We're really going to continue objectifying fictional characters then. That's that's where we're at. Do you have a better idea? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lena. Did you guys like buy him getting more mature as the book went on? We've got to be careful of spoilers here, I think. He, he was he was proper immature at the beginning like and he's like 22 isn't he like kind of takes the pressure off doesn't it yeah it is kind of mental that like that's the age we'll be when we graduate and like reading this it looks like maybe by then we won't have the best grasp of reality like not much better than now anyway we'll have some killer tattoos though from the sound <laughs> that was that was pretty hot finally Sarah has an appropriately thirsty reaction come on fuck only took seven episodes <laughs> So, you guys, like, like the whole tattoo thing? don't? But, like, didn't he have, like, a sleeve right down his arm onto, like, his hands and stuff? (sighs) How's he supposed to get a job? Seriously, you capitalist. Yeah, like, what? (laughs) I just wanted to see your face. (laughs) You are a bad person. I am. I am. But I have fun, you know? And isn't that the real point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he does get more mature as the book goes on, though, I think, and, like, gets direction and all that stuff, you know, rather sexily, if I do say so myself. Sexily is an interesting adverb. Did you just want to say the word adverb? I didn't not want to say it. Double negative. Nice. <laughs> but, like, no, I think there aren't enough things done sexily in this uh, this modern, modern world we live in. Things like giving a speech about period poverty. Exactly like giving a speech about period poverty, Sarah. Do we need to go back over that? I mean, like, didn't Social Justice League do an episode on that a few weeks back? It'll only take a sec. Like, for, for anybody wondering, girls in developing countries, refugee camps, direct provision, or right here, working away, but living below the poverty line, are not provided with sanitary items for free uh, during their period. So, like, this leads to them missing work, school, dealing with a ridiculous amount of shame, you know, just because the people in charge think the whole thing is, you know, icky. Aren't sanitary items taxed as luxury goods? Yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah, you can tell blokes do the lawmaking on that one. Oh, have you guys seen that Michelle Wolf's show on, on Netflix? Like, I genuinely love her more than life itself. Jesus. Calm down, Cleena. No, not seriously, Kit. She has this whole joke about periods if they happen to men. Like, and, uh, like seriously, it might be the best written joke in the world <laughs> she performed it at the uh, the Vodafone Comedy Festival there a year or two ago. Um, she did that joke when I was there with my brother. Tyke? He could be listening, Chloe. Keep it in your pants. Katie! I am saving you from yourself. You will thank me. <laughs> but no, she did that joke and Tyke was genuinely on the floor. He was laughing so much. Seriously? Like, and it was about, like, actual periods. The, the phrase, bloody tissue falling out of a hole may have made an appearance. Shit! <laughs> okay, I gotta watch that. Where do we, where do we go from here? Where do we... Um, 
I guess, in conclusion, um, period poverty is bad and Ferdy is a ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we've managed to talk ourselves into a corner here again, so we're going to have to take a break. Um, but we'll be back in just a second with the Casey family tree and what, what we thought um, just after this. Hi, this is Denise Doyle, creator and host of Dodoy. I had intended for my show to be a safe place for students to air their grievances and talk freely about the issues that affect them. Last week, this open and democratic platform led to a riot on campus over which is a purer expression of the Irish love for Chinese food. The three-in-one, rice, chips and curry sauce. Or the four-in-one, rice, chips, chicken and curry sauce. Following an investigation by the Students' Union, Dodoy was found to be the root cause and will be taken off the air effective immediately for inciting student violence. But we refuse to be silenced. Dodoy will return bigger and better than ever before just as soon as we figure out how internet radio works. You gotta tune in. Dodoy, coming soon. Peace! Does peace count as like cultural appropriation i don't i don't know actually they haven't talked about that in the newsletter yet uh-huh, have they no they haven't talked about it in the news because i'm saying there's a newsletter for woke people like you Katie. like i get what you're saying it's like i'm saying that you have to be part of a club to be as woke as you k-e-k-e k-e you're not listening <laughs> <K-E-K-E>. <laughs> but, uh, before we descend into more of the same wild uh, tangentry that we've been engaging in over most of the show today mm. tangentry nice thanks um, i'm proud of that one i have to say <laughs> i would be yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah let's get into the casey family and you know who they are and what we think of them and all that good stuff let's do it all right oh it's a little scary (laughs) right okay so at the center of the situation we've got our flagship couple uh jesse and johnny flagship couple two for two jesus (laughs) so johnny johnny is a casey uh old family plenty of money from you know down the country um johnny's the oldest of three siblings all brothers his wife, Jessie, is an old school go-getter. She's built a business up from the ground with Johnny and their sadly departed friend, business partner, other things. Do you know what? Let's not talk about him. There's too much going on there. Sarah, what did you take during the break? Oh my God. A bitch did not come to play. Did you hear all that information? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like what, what did you guys think? Well, you know, what What? what did you think? Yeah, okay. Um... I uh, I didn't like Jessie um, too much at the beginning, um, but but then she was um, she was my favorite character later on. Yeah, same actually. Uh, more, okay. Um, uh, like the the way that she felt she needed to do lots of big things for the family. I guess like you know force them to be together all the time. It was I don't know. Reading it, I kind of felt like uncomfortable. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But then, like, later on, she was, like, she felt like she needed to do that. And, like, I understood kind of why, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, I I found it really super sad the way she kept talking about her time growing up being sort of, like, like she was plain and, like, almost invisible, kind of. Like, you know, she needed to give people a reason to be with her. You know, it was almost like with all the lavish kind of getaways and parties and stuff for, like, the whole family, it was almost like she was kind of paying people to be her friend and like yeah like and the thing is she was grand like when she calmed down and was being sound she was like well sound i don't i don't get it 
and come here wasn't your woman bridey just hilarious I want to meet her I want to like if I'm going to have a friend who's a 12 year old and you know that's that's a lot older than my mental age so it makes sense it like oh, wouldn't it be amazing if it was her like oh my god I could listen to her go on like an old lady legitimately all day hilarious <laughs> make like a great kids book you know the little girl that knew too much we're children this is inappropriate <laughs> could you imagine saying that to your ma like <laughs> and like what about johnny like oh my goodness i was genuinely worried for him like through a lot of the book and that was really surprising so at the beginning again i didn't kind of like him that much but then like i've, I've just never been worried about what a character is thinking and like what that might be doing to them like even when like helen walsh was having like a serious you know, close to a breakdown in in the Mercy Close. I had a feeling that there was like a place for her to go. You know, she was dedicated to something. And then once she got to the thing, it would be okay. She, you know, but also she had like Artie to rely on. She had her sisters and her parents and stuff. So even if she didn't want to, or they were only good for supporting her on certain things, they were still there. But like with Johnny, just the, the fact that he was this sort of archetype head of the family person and his parents were so like judgmental or like withholding or whatever. And then with Jesse, she couldn't kind of like handle his, I don't know, like weakness maybe. He just seemed so, like, lonely, and I was genuinely worried about what would happen to him as a result of that. It was a very strange thing to, to feel that way about, about someone who wasn't technically real. I was genuinely, genuinely worried for him. Whoa. Does it make me sound crazy? No, no, definitely not. Like, I actually felt the same way, like, pretty much exactly the same way, but I kind of, I couldn't put words on it. Like, so it's just it's just weird to hear you say it and be like... Yeah, that's what it was. It's mental. Seriously, seriously, just pack in this science stuff and go right for a BuzzFeed or something. Or, you know, a reputable publication. Okay, all right, where are your headphones? Okay, here, here, listen to your beats to relax and study too. You're all overstimulated, you're wrecking my head. Put them down, <laughs> oh my God. Stop, stop, stop. Um, okay, anyway, um, Ed and Cara then. Um, Ed is Johnny's younger brother and the middle sibling uh, in the KC family. Um, he's super chill, very tall, if I remember correctly, and the least good looking of the KC brothers, though still total ride from the sound of things. Ah, uh, you would, like, yeah. And then uh, Cara is is his wife and mother of two boys that are adorable. Cara's story was really, like, affecting or something, I thought. Yeah, that whole, like, not having control thing or feeling like you have to do something to, like, escape from yourself. Like, oh, it's, it's like, tough reading, which is strange because it was, like, it's a f- not that it's a normal thing, but the starting... Oh, it's, it's hard to explain without giving anything away. Yeah, so, like, I, I guess we can go back a bit. Like, Cara, super, super lovely, really, really good at her job as, like, a hotel concierge guest liaison person gets abused by rich people all the time. Um, but she's got this thing about her weight and, like, sugar in particular. And, like, as stuff gets really stressful for her, she gets into a pretty toxic situation that kind of and it does it ends up being a full-blown eating disorder like and we, we can share that much right that's i don't see how we could talk about this otherwise yeah no 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 i agree awesome um like and yeah clee like that thing that you said about escape like that was the thing that got me i think like you know and this is not the same as an eating disorder at all but it's just like i don't know it just kind of i got a window into I don't know with like the, the the impulse or something like you know when you're supposed to be like doing something and you really, really have to do the thing. And you're even like looking forward to doing the thing. But you're on YouTube again for the fifth time that day looking at the same crappy videos. So you lose a 
ton of time and like when you're done or when you figure it out that you're stuck in YouTube and you come out of it you feel like your brain is actually like weirdly grimy or something like again genuinely not saying that's the same as an eating disorder not even like a little bit but like that idea of doing something that you don't even want to do but you do it because it's a weird type of relief or something that kind of came across in in how Kara fell into not fell into but that like an eating disorder seemed like that kind of escape for her and it ended up getting super super toxic and making her quite ill that I I just I got how that could happen and it, it was super relatable and really really yeah affecting but like you just torn off the screen you just put the chocolate away I don't get this how long did you spend yesterday watching like subtitled footage <laughs> Korean people here don't you make fun of my life choices and I mean I made I made a decision to do that it's not a compulsion I went to spinning I made my dinner and then I watched Nera's V live I mean what's wrong with that I had my day planned out and it went to plan actually there's there's nothing wrong with that so like you don't notice all of a sudden that like you're halfway through a packet of biscuits and you don't remember like actually starting the packet of biscuits or like realize that you've been scrolling Instagram looking at cat videos for the 45 minutes you were going to practice guitar for these are very, very specific examples, girls. Real talk. And like, now, how do you get anything done? Usually in like a frantic effort, 10 minutes after I said I was going to have the thing done. Yeah, Sam. Jesus, why would you just make things so hard? Like, just do it one after the other when you know you have time. It, like, this is the thing. It's like you want to escape from, I don't know, just your own life, I guess. Yeah, like, for me, anyway, like, the fact that stuff at home is pretty work-intensive and, like, I'm up here doing college now. Like, I don't know. When I'm at home, those moments where you can, like, listen to music real loud or play a video game, it's such a relief because the rest of the time you're, like, on. You know, you've got to be listening out for what somebody needs or you've got to be thinking of the next thing that needs doing. Is the wash finished? Is, you know, does the floor need washing? Do, do, Do I need to start dinner? But, like... Then up here, then, there's stuff that I want to do, but I feel like I need to have this relief thing happen as well, even though it doesn't, like, apply anymore. It only applies at home in, in the stressful place. So it's so I end up not doing some things that I want to do and doing the unhealthy thing instead. It's it's really It's really mixed up. Yeah, like, and you, yeah, just the fact that, yeah, you think this thing is going to make you feel better and it doesn't, like, again, cannot say this enough, not the same as an eating disorder, but like, I don't know, I guess I just sort of... Yeah, like, recognize the pattern or whatever. Exactly, like, yeah, the feeling right at the bottom of it or whatever, that was what I recognized and it made everything that Kara went through, like, so much harder to read, you know, especially since she was, like, she's such a nice person. She was, like, probably the nicest person in the in the book, like... Uh, here, now, let's not go crazy, like, she's no Nell. <gasps> Nell's Nell. pretty great. A <laughs> lot of love for Nell in the room. She might be fighting Helen Walsh for the top spot in our Marion Keys character girl crush chart, so, yeah... Some background, anyway. 
um, Liam um, and Nell are, are the last couple. Liam is the uh, the youngest, sexiest and fastest living Casey out of all of them. Uh, he's divorced from his first wife who lives in the States and then he recently married Nell. Uh, she's some years younger than him and they got married about six months ago, I think, from, from when the book is set. Um, was a whirlwind romance, but uh, we can understand Liam's interest in Nell. Uh, painfully cool, as, as we've put it before. Um, she's a theatre set designer um, only wears secondhand and vintage clothing because the planet is legitimately on fire and is an all round just legendary human. Didn't get him and Nell together at all. Explain. Well, Liam's an arsehole for a start. Yeah, like she was way too good for him. Like with all that depth and her being so sound and like really hot and stuff. Like how was he not just grateful every day that he'd managed to convince her to marry him? Like it was just, it was crazy. Well, like I thought it was like understandable that someone who was a professional athlete. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Liam was a professional athlete. I think that's part of his backstory. Um, and like Chris Helmsworth attractive. Are we talking like Chris Helmsworth attractive? No, no, I, I do. I think we are. Like and that, it, it does make sense that they, they could fall for each other um, quite quickly. Hmm. It's a good point well made, Saoirse. I'm going to have to reevaluate some things. But yeah, I thought I thought their relationship was interesting in that they were both like looking for something or like someone in the relationship and, and like with how they got together so quickly and got serious so quickly, they were kind of leaving it up to luck as to whether or not they found what they were looking for in the relationship you know like if, if you took it slower you'd be able to figure out exactly what kind of person you were involved with but you know they just they they took it that their first impressions were you know right so like as in Liam thought that Nell was this super breezy hippie girl that would be so chill she wouldn't have a bad word to say to him ever right exactly and like Nell thought that Liam had this moral core to counterbalance his capitalisty shininess and you know and their journey throughout the book was kind of yeah finding out if that was true or not I, like I did dig that like there was a pretty even split among the characters in how they managed their issues and like how it ended up for them like it felt like the same amount of people had a happy ending as those that like didn't life's like that in it super scary to like think that like it looks like we might never know what we're doing like like ever yeah like reading it like the more the characters tried to like control what was going on around him, it was like the more out of control things got. It was terrifying. Yeah, like poor Jessie, I felt that that was a thing that kind of followed her around a little bit. Again, Kara's eating disorder, it was kind of like that too, though, you know, like the planning and all and keeping things a secret and all, you know. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, they kind of got it wrong and right and then kind of going back and forth a few times before actually sorting things out whether that ended up being a, a, a happy or unhappy ending as you said it's it's yeah it was it was very like real in that way yeah I just kind of I don't know I guess I just sort of thought that like when you get older there's just this point in time where the powers that be hand you a folder and go okay like it's all in there how to change a fuse where the windshield wiper fluid goes how much pseudo cream is too much you know all that stuff but it looks like you just have to like work that stuff out as you go, which is, yeah, terrifying. That That is the word. How much pseudo cream is too much? For when you're changing nappies. Ten points for the attractive blonde in the corner. Oh, oh you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I, um, I hate to say it, but, you know, we're coming up to the end of the show. Oh, my God, no way. Oh, it's way too soon. Like, genuinely feeling like... 
I'm out right now. How should we like finish? Do we have like a, a best bit type thing? Like, you know, the way they do that on like TV shows and all where they show the best. Like, I know we don't have like a, a gag reel or anything, but like, do we have like a favorite bit or something? That's actually, that's a really good call. Let's see. Chloe, what what was your favorite thing from from these, you know, seven episodes that we got to do? <gasps> Jungkook, go pow! Oh, God. Why? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, talk about riding all the time. <laughs> no, like, I'm not messing. No, like, it's pretty cool that, like, I don't know, we're okay with, like, talking about that stuff now. Like, it just used to be me. Actually, do you know what? I agree. Like, it's silly to not want to talk about, like, such a big part of being, you know, like a like a person. Talking about the very, very attractive gentleman and the overall sexiness has been very, yeah, rewarding. Oh my God, I'm going to stand up. I'm standing <laughs> up. I'm here. Okay. Um, Katie. Katie, what about you? Oh, Jesus. I don't know how, I don't know how you follow that. But, um, let me see. Um, I think we've actually, we've had some pretty good like discussions about like, like issues-y type stuff like I really like the stuff about like what constitutes an emotional affair last week I never really like thought about that in any detail and like some of the stuff that we talked about yeah I'd never I just I'd never thought about it you know and like the consent conversation we had about last chance saloon you know like we talked about again like some points of view that like I hadn't thought about and like I haven't made my mind up yet since then about what I think which is new for me I'm, I'm like used to being all no this is the right thing you know but like I don't know after talking about it with you guys on air anyway I'm real like oh I wonder kind of what I think now and I think I need to like let it alone to like marinate a bit for a while um and then like that opinion might change some more I don't know it's it's pretty cool yeah I'd agree with that like and like I think we've done that with like each other too like today even we're not we're not sound all the time but like it's cool not to be sound all the time and then like work it out you know I didn't think people were allowed do that but like that kind of acceptance and stuff it's pretty you know yeah (laughs) oh no what what did I say no I didn't mean to oh um it's I I uh, agree it's uh, it's very um it's very cool to to you know oh, to do, to do that. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um. Well, yeah. Uh. That's. Yeah. That's 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 it from us at Chicklet for Life. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to to this first season. We'll be back hopefully soon with. Oh, with some information about what we'll do next. But uh, in the meantime, keep reading, keep talking, review grown-ups um, like, like the lady herself has asked us to do. Um, uh, soundness costs nothing. Uh, thanks a million, everyone. Uh, Kino and the business are, are up next. And uh, that's it. Um, I, LC, will, I'll be working on another series now. Um, hopefully it won't take too long with me going back to work soon, but sure, we'll see how we get on. Um, but I'm open to suggestion on the author the girls look at next. If you have any ideas, feel free to reach out on Twitter at chicklet 4 life one the number is four and one, um, on Instagram at lifechicklet4, chicklet for life wasn't available, um, 
or on Facebook at at Chicklet for Life. Um, you know, those are the podcast accounts, so feel free to follow them um, for more information or just to see what the girls are up to. They, they do get active on social media between lectures and uh, to find out what new episodes are up when, when they do go up. Um, like and subscribe on your preferred po- podcast platform, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, just thanks again um, for listening. You're all really, really amazing. You've, you've made a, a big difference for, for me. Um, so thank you for that.